Yeah, whenever you mess up, you just need to make a really, really loud sound so that mm-hmm. you see a big giant spike and you're like, that ain't right. <laughs> Let me look at so that. So Bob didn't wasn't heard, so we have to do that awesome, charming intro again. You know. It's fine. It's just one of the um, things that recording. it distinguishes our podcast from others in that we are way more professional and prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's what we're going to tell them on Tuesday of next week. I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. Who are you? Bob. Bob. And welcome to the Houseplants Podcast. We all did it together because Bob's part of the team. We are here to talk about music, media, and the mission of Jesus. Hey, even Bob's singing. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. We are super excited to have Bob back again. Third episode. Yeah. yeah, buddy. And he'll hopefully Super keep nice. on going. I think we're going to do a sort of tech guy thing for him. We would love to keep having him here. And we like his perspective. And then Bob can be super inquisitive and analytical with our guests. Fill their oh, yeah. head with lots of wordy, heady stuff. He can, stuff. like, ask them the questions that we wouldn't think of. So there you go. We'll see about that. <laughs> so there Let's you just go. have, like, 80 people in here. Like, that would be awesome. You know, then it starts to become church. <laughs> Which, when two or more are gathered, so now we have two and more, which is Bob. Boom. All right, guys. Cool. You guys ready? Let's head back to that old classic hymnal and do another one. Here we're going to do some Take My Life, but make sure you listen to the fourth verse for a hint of what the fourth M of our subject matter today will be. Take my voice and let me sing. Gosh darn it. Yep. I would never say the GD. It's a terrible thing. What else are you going to do with it? You know what else I'm going to do with my voice? Huh? I'm going to talk on this podcast about. That sounds like an appropriate use of your voice. But I know what you were hinting at. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I will pray. Is that what you were saying? 
Um, yeah, we'll go with that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying, take your voice and stop using it, Colin. No. All right, let's pray. God, thank you so much for bringing us together. Thank you for having Bob back uh, and giving him the opportunity to be here, um, freeing up his schedule for that. And uh, God, we just uh, want to pray tonight that we could uh, really dive deep into the scripture. We can uh, discuss and and uh, strengthen iron together, move the sawdust out of each other's eyes, and really just kind of come to you humble and ready to grow in our faith. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Boom, what boom, are we boom. talking about today, bro? All right, so let me just kick a scenario to you, okay? Let me kick you a little scenario. You uh, either did or did not go to college, seminary maybe, for a degree, and you get that degree, and everything's great. So then you go, and you say, I need to get hired on at a church and get paid a good salary to do what I do best. And you're either a worship leader, a pastor. It's maybe, an honest day's work. Maybe you're a uh, financial person uh, for a church or whatever you want to do. Yeah. And so you start looking through the list of churches and you get this job and they say, we're going to pay you, you know, a, uh, I think uh, people have said in ministry, people don't get paid that great in ministry. But let's say you get paid more than enough. They paid a good amount more than you are getting paid for your regular job. And things are great. But then somewhere along the way. That job's financial resource becomes yeah. part of your need. And suddenly you don't know really, can't remember the last time you did something for God and not so that you can keep that job. Hmm. And suddenly your job and your ministry are not the same. And suddenly you're treating your ministry like a job and and, and, and it's more of just a going through the motions and the staff and the money is more important to you, you know, making sure you have that financial security. So what about when it's working as your job, but not working as your ministry anymore? Is that what you're asking? Basically, I'm saying that I'm saying that at some point there is a breakdown of the compartmentalization in some regard. So today's topic is going to be the problem of being paid. And it's maybe not a problem to some, but. There is some risk and some temptation out there sure. to change your heart as you're yeah. working in ministry. Yeah. And I, I'm going to have to be upfront because as a person who does get paid for ministry um, on many occasions and used to be full time. Um, yeah, there's definitely a tension there. Absolutely. And I think I think that I can admit to everybody that um, it's, it's hard to know where those lines are because you do have a duty um, to your family. And, uh, you do have responsibilities and things. And so, yeah, money, money matters and you should be, uh, paid for your work. Um, right. I do believe that. Um, sure. but yeah, what about when, uh, they got you, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, it, you, that's not your calling anymore. And that's a tough decision. It's hard. Well, well so, yeah. um, so we're going to go through a lot of different things, but last week we, I want to just kind of, uh, bring last week back up just to springboard us in here. Last week we talked about how we measure success and how that success is measured as a church standpoint. Is it a large amount of community? Is it money you bring in? Is it, uh, Bob was saying, uh, you know, is it the baptisms and the people that get Participation. Saved? Participation. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to talk a little bit about how we measure our own success in ministry. And I think the main way that we do that is financially, but also there is a degree of weightiness we put on a paid position in ministry because so many positions in ministry are volunteering. Yeah. And so when you are one of the select few, the elect, <laughs> no, okay. but when you're one of those, maybe like 10 people in the church that are actually getting a salary, how does that change the way that we perceive ministry while we're in it? Right. Right. And so let's get going here. We'll talk about this a little bit. Um, I, uh, I just looked up this article, and it's not exactly on topic. I think a lot of people steer away from this a little bit. Um, the most I could find on Google or wherever I searched was just this idea of, like, should people be paid? Of course they should be paid because the scripture backs that up. Yeah. And not, that's not what we're disputing at all. What we're talking about, which is what we pretty much always talk about on the podcast, is how your heart is and where it is when you're doing yeah. things in the church. And so one of the things I found in this article – it's the gospelcoalition.org, and the article is 
uh, how should pastors approach the salary question by Jeff Robinson. And it was mm. only last year. But one of the things that I mean, and there's a, there's a lot of good stuff that he talks about in here. But um, one of the things that he he lists some statistics down here, and one of them is the National Association of Evangelicals did a 2015 study of more than 4,000 ministers nationwide and found that half make less than 50,000 per year. Uh-huh. More than three yeah, in I four knew someone who left ministry to, due to financial stress. Yeah. Mm. And it says, I've talked to denominational leaders who found that many millennial pastors a few years into ministry had significant doubts about continuing due to adequate pay. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of a springboard of what I want to get like kind of deep into. And so this is, this article goes on to talk about how there are ways that, how we can better, um, I wonder about those who said that they, uh, didn't want to uh, continue in that career path because of pay. I wonder if what percentage of them wanted to continue on doing ministry. Right. But not as a job. Exactly. Versus those who were done. Now, now I'm going to preface this whole episode and we've already gotten a little bit into the meat of it. You can kind of tell what we're going through, but um, I want to preface this by saying that I do truly believe, I do truly believe that there are, plenty uh, you know of churches out there that facilitate pay correctly they do a good job they they have staff and their staff knows why they're there and why yeah, they're doing yeah. what they're doing but i do think that there is a reason why the bible talks a lot about money and, and talks a lot about uh, uh compensation and um as, i mean especially when we're talking about jobs jobs is a little bit more of a um a loose thing in the scripture because a job can be a lot of things um there is a lot of servantry talk in the scripture too, which is, yeah. so when we talk about some of the stuff we're going to get into, I want to keep in mind that you guys understand I'm not, I'm not dissing getting paid because I, I was paid to be a worship director for however many years. Um, and for me, it was great to get that money. I really needed it. But at the same time, why was I there? Was yeah. it because I was obligated and knew that it was a prestigious paid ministry job? But, you know, the first paid ministry job I ever had felt so good just to feel that validation of getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think validation. It, and it looks different for for all of us. I think sure. I think for some of us, it's not necessarily about the pay or even the amount. It's just the accolade of like, this, I'm this I is matter. what success looks like Yeah, or, or like I matter enough that yeah. they're going to pay me so that I don't sure. have to you feel work that other value. Jobs. You feel yeah. other people valuing you. Yeah. So on the, on the flip side of that, I've known people who have been involved in ministry positions who have either been uh, significantly underpaid or not paid at all. Sure. And felt like they were taken advantage of in many cases. And we need to talk and, about and, that and, as well. Highly undervalued. We need yeah. to talk about that as well. So, so uh, that scenario I kicked to you guys earlier about the guy looking or the person guy or girl, looking for a a ministry job. What about a person who is looking for a ministry job and they find that perfect church and they go to this church just as a a member and they're a freelance uh, worship director or pastor or a financial advisor. They come to this church and it's got like 50, 60 people, but man, they are all just working for Christ. They're, they're, they're deliberately and uh, intentionally doing God's work and, uh, this person just connects with the community, connects with the pastor, uh, feels a real, like real presence of the Holy spirit and all of the things line up in, in, in their, and you know what they feel God has led them to this church. And then they find out that not only do they not have the funds to hire yeah. said position, mm-hmm. but, um, things may not be so great at that church and there might be a, a lot of work needed and they need more volunteers now. Yeah. And that's the story of a lot of small churches. It's very heavily dependent on a lot of effort on the part of a small group of people mm-hmm. and can't pay. So does that They're lucky if they pay their pastor? So yeah. does that, does that situation then mean that because the person was looking for a paid job, they are going to turn away from that church because they're motivated yeah. to not only do ministry, but to do ministry and get compensated. So the, the problem becomes that we often as Christians, mm-hmm. uh, we 
defined success in other ways than the Bible would define success. And we talked about that last time. And so I think for us personally in our society, we define success monetarily, prestige, things that we own, whatever. Uh, But I also definitely think paid position like, um, now let's say that it's not a ministry job and you're just, and you get a a raise or you get to be a boss over somebody. Yeah. I was just thinking about the same thing because Colin, me and you have a background in a certain industry that absolutely also does not pay very many people. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I remember, um, Zach worked on an awesome, uh, I've worked on some movie, some independent films and, um, and, you know, we've both done some TV and stuff, very small time, like, we're not very important in any of those roles, yeah. but I remember like, um, how proud everybody was of the couple of people that got to, um, work their way up from just a low level free assistant yeah. volunteer up to somebody with a paid position. It was a big deal. Yeah, it was. I, I remember being a part of, of, um, one production where, uh, there was a guy doing a bunch of work for free and he was just like a super valuable dude. He had like done all this stuff and a uh, really hard worker. And he's like, I got to quit. Cause I got to go back to school. I can't keep working for free. I got classes and they offered him some money. So he postponed his classes for it because he's like, well, now this is a paid gig. I got some, got some value here. Yeah. 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 See, um, and yeah. I got mixed feelings about that. Number well, one, if he was so valuable, why didn't they pay offer, him enough? Pay him once his value was immediately realized. Yeah. Why did it take him threatening to leave for him? to? <laughs> yeah. That makes you wonder them. if maybe uh, you should hold uh, if you're in a volunteer position, if you need to hold people hostage to that at church. <laughs> yeah. At church. Like, let's say you go in every morning and make like yeah. the bagels for like the yeah. first service. And then you're like, you know what? If you don't pay me no more bagels, I'm taking them home with me. Okay. 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 Yeah. No. So um, you could be more sly about it too. Like I just can't afford to be here anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, and so uh, I do, I, there is a barrier that I do put up and that has specifically to do not necessarily with money, but with like value of like time that I spend throughout my week. Uh, one thing I learned about myself is that I take on so much. And uh, part of that is that I want to please people. Part of that is that I am a social guy. And then I think part of it too, is that I have this like incessant need to throw myself into projects and stuff. I don't know. Sure. So one of the things that happens though, is that I start to get so overwhelmed with all the things that I'm doing that I realize that I am burnt out and I'm not getting paid and I should be using that time for something else. Yeah. More productive maybe. But the difference is that there is an exception to that rule and that is ministry for me. And even still, I think that you should put barriers up in ministry, but I do think that, I do think that I'm much more willing to give my time freely without expecting anything if it's ministry. Okay. Because most of that comes from like being, you know, like what the scripture says for us being a servant. Now, does that mean that you can't say, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, I've been with you guys for a while. Uh, I am in a financial strain. I need, I might need some compensation. I'm not saying that financial need is bad because obviously if you have a financial need, uh, you're in a position where you need to look for a way to support yourself. And God is supposed to be the one that you turn to and say, yeah, God, I, I, I have this financial need and I know that you'll deliver me in that and yeah. that you'll figure that out for me. I put that in your hands and trust you. Yeah. Which is why a lot of these great churches that do have great ministry opportunities for you are there for you. Yeah. I think that is the understanding that that's how we should understand the scripture. Now, let me ask you guys, since we're down on the questions thing, mm-hmm. are you in greater danger working in ministry? And when I ask that, I mean to attacks and to temptation. Uh, yeah, I think you can just look at James three, James three, one that says not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. Yeah. Always try to remember that, uh, if it's my turn to preach or what have you, um, yeah, I'm held to a high standard and it's kind of scary. And, <laughs> and Ken would, Ken would say that you Ken Southgate would say you put a target on your back. So yeah. second you step into ministry because the enemy yeah. will try and trip you up. Right. What do you think, Bob? No, I, th- I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, I've been in ministry. I've, 
never really from the uh, it's it's been many years since I did in high school I did a little bit from the pulpit it's kind of like a training thing and then yeah. my community tried to tell me oh you're, you're, you're God's calling you to preach God's calling you to preach so, and upon further evaluation of my own heart I realized no I'm not called to preach I'm called to teach sure and so I've done a lot behind the scenes or, or maybe okay. on, a, on like a Wednesday night but I definitely still think that there's there's still temptation there as well um and I think that's part of the reason why he has put me into more of a tech role personally was to keep me out of limelight, knowing that uh, kn- knowing that that uh, that pride is a, a pride is a, is a is a big temptation for me, and so I need to be away from that limelight under most circumstances. Just it's so funny that you that you say that because you don't come across as a prideful person at all, <laughs> like, <laughs> and I mean that seriously, like, you know, you're you're down to earth guy and you know, always appreciated that about you. So, well, I am, I mean, I think you guys both know I am the most humble of everybody <laughs> that you know, right? Just ask me, ask me how humble I am, Bob. Colin, how humble are you? Oh, uh, do you even need to ask him the most humble guy, you know? So <laughs> see, I, th- I just proved it right there. So right. no, but, um, <laughs> pride is definitely one of those things that leads to that, a kind of like success driven attitude towards ministry. They can. Yeah, sure. Um, and, and one of the things too is when we're talking about temptation, what I mean by that is um, the second you step into ministry, there is a lot of worldliness that you bring with you, I guess is my point. And when we treat jobs like jobs, we treat them like a source of salary that we go and we do what we need to do. And then we head home yeah. and we relax Ministry can turn into that if you aren't careful. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I want to, yeah. And I want to, I want to maybe give a different angle to that because, um, I think that jobs, whether they're secular or in ministry, um, if your value is maybe a little less on the money, but more on the importance of like what you're doing kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean like I, I would say for me, like, I'm not a huge number cruncher guy, so I'm usually not like super aware of like <laughs> what impact I'm making financially or whatever. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm tempted to pride. Well, for one, I'm I have the kind of pride where I beat myself up like, you know, I didn't yeah. do good by my own standard or whatever. Um, you. But, you know, it's it's like I, I want to feel important and validated right. almost more so than like earning a salary. So I think it's, I think it could be like that even if I weren't in ministry because mm-hmm. before I wanted to be in ministry, I wanted to be in TV and no, film I know, and stuff. Right. 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 But yeah. you and I both went through that stage of realizing that in order to get on like a film crew, you basically have to work for nothing. And then maybe uh-huh. if you do it for like a year yeah. or two. And the ironic thing was that I ended up going into ministry, which is, is very similar yeah. with that. We just were gluttons <laughs> for punishment, right? I guess so. Uh, but no, so, so the. The, the real key there that you mentioned is like you go you you go into a field and you have this like almost as if like in the back of your mind, there's this expectation that if I get paid, that is like, again, my validation of the value that they place on me. Yeah. And so if you're a person in ministry and you go into a church and you say, well, you know, I really need something to, uh, like, this was my, this was my response to most people when they asked me about working in ministry. I said, there are two things that I was born to do. I was born to be a good husband to my wife and a, and a, and a kind of a, a, a servant to the the community and stuff. And, and, yeah. ser- and, and, and I was born to like serve the Lord, you know? And mm-hmm. so how can I serve the Lord and serve my family and the community at the same time? So how do I do that? So the way you can do that with one job is to go into ministry where you yeah. can serve the Lord and support your family. Yeah. And both of those sounds th- nice, doesn't it? Both of those <laughs> things going hand in hand. Right. So what ends up uh, for, for a lot of us, I wouldn't say for everybody, obviously, but uh, for a lot of us, what happens is the expectation to support uh, the, 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 the times that you've gotten into that point where you're like, well, this is a source of finance for me. Uh, is when things start to get a little shaky and it's because a lot of times a job to us is a representation of a way to support. Yeah. And so like, for example, um, like 
I think in our society outside of church, uh, especially for, I mean, I say young adults, but really for everybody, but, um, for young adults specifically, they have this idea going out of high school into college that they need to get that great job. Yeah. And when they get that great job, they will succeed in life. And of course, if you go to college, you will get a job that's good <laughs> enough to pay back your student loans and stuff <laughs> just by going. Right. <laughs> no, good night, folks. <laughs> That's the final joke of our Looney Tunes cartoon. No, so uh, <laughs> so the the problem becomes that uh, because we're born into a society that has the mentality of saying uh, we can't succeed until we get this great job, we until we have this career that is not only paying super duper well, but is fulfilling yeah. to us and is like a prestigious position that we can tell everybody, oh. I am a uh, engineer for uh, a train company or yeah. I am a, I am a quantum physics teacher or any of these things that you, you want to be like the hoity toity person. And so when you go into ministry and I am guilty of this, you go into ministry and you're like, yeah, I am the worship leader for such and such church. Yeah. I am the director of this church and, and, and I run a 14 person worship team and you know, this and that like, even now saying it, even though I'm not doing it anymore, I feel those same feelings of being like, yeah. oh, look how great I, I am. Think, I think the problem is, and this is a big problem for me, is like identifying with your job. Yeah. Like I used to sure. be so embarrassed to be like, I work, you know, at the Gap. Because it's yeah. like, well, what are you doing then? Like, <laughs> Right. <you know? laughs> oh, like, yeah. And, and yeah. you kind of talked to me a little bit about that with a different job. Uh yeah, uh, it's other jobs, shoe store, other jobs in the past. Yeah, it would be like, oh, well, I did go to college and stuff. Like, why am I? Why am I in the back of this storeroom boxing yeah. shelves and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it's this weird thing that we do where we place value of like a paid position. Right. And so let me ask you guys this now that we're on this paid position. Thing. It's stupid and prideful. <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah. it really is. So why is it such a why is that such a big deal to people? Why do you where do you think that comes from? With the idea of the prestige, like just why is it? Why is the paid position the paid. of prestigious value so important? I, th- th- I think there's a twofold answer there. Number one is the work that it entails, and being valued by the community. I mean, if you value my time, then you're going to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And um, so it, 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 um, I don't, I mean, I'm not so sure if that's the, that's society telling us that oh, or that's, 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 that's absolutely the culture or if it's us. us or our parents or, but the other part of that is the pragmatic aspect of it is that if I am investing so much of my time, then yeah. I can't invest my time doing something else or more specifically, yeah. if you're, if you're a pastor of a large, of a community, let's say 50 people or 60 people, and if you're really going to be pastoring them, if you're really going to be shepherding them then that's really hard to do if you've also got a 40-hour-a-week job yep. and you've got a yeah. family do that you need to be investing right. in as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, something has to give someone along the way, either the ministry, the job, or the family. And so one of the society's ways of solving that, even the biblical way of doing that from the back in the, in the days of Exodus uh, with the Levites was to... was to Pay the priests. Pay yeah. the priests, yeah. you know? So something's got to give. Something has to give. Something's got to give. Three. Something's got to give. Four. <laughs> something's got to give. Yeah. Sorry. Um. So, <laughs> sorry. I'm being stupid. Um. But um. So like. Uh, so okay. We we we've gotten this far. We're in the paid position at our church, and it's our sure. first year as let's say a worship director because that's what we're. That's our world. Means uh-huh. that's world. Absolutely. And we're getting our we're getting our salary. Suddenly our performance slips and the staff is not happy with it. Okay. So here, here is, here is the scenario now. Okay. Are you going to trust the authority of your staff as God's word? Or are you going to say, I need to pray about this situation because I don't want to be the servant to a master that is not, a servant to God. Yeah. So there are times when 
The church wants us to go along to get along. And suddenly our heart is about pleasing the people that are employing us. Yeah. Which is a common thing that happens in jobs too. So you have like a regular job. Somebody takes you in the office and says like, hey, listen, you can't be on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, and there, I mean, there are those examples where you're working for a company or something and they do something you don't really, you're not really a fan of. You got to kind of gauge at that point, like, is this a big enough deal that I need to consider sure. my employment here. Well, see, so tenable. So, we'll, you know, yeah. there are there are tons of uh, different situations of why we would like step down from a church. But one of the main things that holds us back from stepping down is all those things we mentioned earlier, the pride, the money, the right. financial stability, yeah. the the idea that once you get into a job and I say job, not ministry, but once you get into a job in general, um, you wouldn't just turn around and leave that job unless you knew that you had some kind of like cushion, unless you are a person led away by God. Like unless you were really hearing from the Lord. Yeah. I had that situation happen to me and I knew that there was, and, you know, and you as well, I'm sure. I think the financial stuff really tries to keep you there. It, it does. And, and I know, I, I know what you're getting at and I don't want people to think that, you should just not um, have a care in the world about like where, how you're going to financially support your family or something. (laughs) And you can just leave and God will just automatically take care of it or whatever. God will provide. He will provide. We we trust him. But here's the thing. I don't think that that means that we need to change like the pragmatic side of ourselves that says like, I need something else in the meantime. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is a true concern. And yeah, if it, if you end up at a job that you don't care for and you were at a job that you liked, but you had to leave the church for whatever reason. Um, yeah, that can be a bummer. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, it is. the problem, okay. the problem is that we are living in a worldly society in a, a lot yeah. of ways. And we learn these habits of depending on our financial like sources that are coming in and we depend on the like position and the routine of it. And, and at some point I think some of us, uh, maybe, maybe a lot of us uh, lose sight of what we're originally there to do. Now, when we talk about pride, because we have, I like thinking about Ecclesiastes because in Ecclesiastes, it's very clear uh, about um, taking pride in your work yeah. Now that is a very big distinction. If you think about it, because I can be very proud of doing the Lord's work and very proud of how I'm doing the Lord's work in what I'm doing. And so I was actually very, very, very proud to be honored with the opportunity to be a worship leader and right. lead a community. Now, the difference between being proud of your position and proud of the work you're doing for God is very significant, but it's, it doesn't detract away from this idea that the position itself kind of tends to bring out the pride in everybody. Now, pride itself (laughs) is not good, but I do think that if you are proud of something that is godly, then that can be good. (laughs) I hope that makes sense. I think think what you might be getting at there is first, uh, first Corinthians chapter 10. Thank you, Bob. Let's hear about first Corinthians chapter 10. There in verse 31, it says, so whether you you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Especially the eat and drink part. Eat and drink. Yeah, buddy. So whenever I'm chowing down on some ribs, I'm thinking like, man, God's Do this for the glory of God. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's exactly right. Okay. So what else? Let's see. Oh, yeah. You were talking about um, young adults earlier, like our generation, millennials or whatever. Because um, the article mentions that millennials yeah, value it in yeah. a different way. Yeah, I I do think that there's, and it could just be because we're all still young, but I, I do think that we are more willing to make a decision for happiness rather than money. Yeah. But I think that, you know, the and I think that can be good because like if you have like a spiritual focus and you're you're thinking about Christ, you it might be easier to make a decision for Christ instead of money. Mm-hmm. But I think that, also, people who are younger, people who are millennials or whatever, might make a decision more for happiness instead of money. Right. And that's just switching another idol out for something else. There's, there's been a lot of yeah. studies in the workplace regarding millennials. And one of the big things that they find is that is that millennials 
will stick with a company even if it's even if it's lower pay. It will stick with an organization if it they feel like they're making a difference. If they feel like they're yeah. fulfilling a purpose. Yeah, that's a big part. Which is which is where the happiness comes to play. They find their happiness in the purpose and the mission of yeah. the organization they're part of. Now, in your yeah. case specifically, that, that that mission, that organization happens to be the church. And so and so 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 that that's where that that tension comes back into play. It's, it sure does. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. It, and so so what you're talking about is extremely real in, in the rest of the workplace as well. It, it is ingrained heavily into the culture of that gen- of, of this generation. Yeah. So um, Bob, now that we've kind of lined that out there, I had this question and I thought would be a nice topic of discussion. Is there a way that churches? like modern Christian churches can change the structure of how paid employees, like, like how they are seen, how they are valued. Sure. Is there a way that we can change that up, change the focus of our hearts? And if so, how, how can we do that systematically in church? Mm-hmm. I know that's like a crazy hard question. That, that, that is a question. Uh, some churches, um, I think, the, I think your church Colin, specifically, has done that by more or less doing away with most of the paid positions to begin with. Now that is, that is kind of weird too, because I know that in some ways that suggests that, that paid positions should, should not be a thing, but that's, oh, no, 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 that's no, not I, what I, it's I, saying, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. but it's just, it just allows uh, for, for less of a positional domination. Yeah. I think in I, I, your I guys's case, you just feel that the mission of your calling is to be able to have the freedom so yeah, you don't have okay. to worry about those things. And I, I think that yeah. works well in your organization. I don't think that's I don't think that's a clear cut answer for all organizations. No, no, yeah. it's not. It's just. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying this yeah. is a discussion. Yeah. This is Absolutely. just we're just brainstorming yeah. ideas. So, basically. Yeah. So, so so yeah. So that's one idea. Um, as far as your more larger structured churches, let's say a church of say 300. We have some churches in, in our in our town here of 700 thousand people in some yeah. cases. And that situation, I, I'm. I'm I, I I think if you were to do away with the paid positions, you might really, <laughs> uh, that might be a little tougher to. I, I, yeah, I'm, do. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that that might even call for the disintegration of the organization, for better or for worse. And I'm not. And I want to lean towards for worse. I think our community would be for worse if those organizations didn't exist in their structure. I'm not saying God can't use it out in other ways. Right. But sure. It, it's, but it's it's a really. It, it, I don't think there's a very clear answer there. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure what a solution would be, but I think that one of the problems was something we were kind of talking about before we put this episode together okay. was the uh, compartmentalizing. Uh huh. And that's something that just like Western culture does. So like all of us do this, Yeah. but compartmentalizing in this case would mean like um, you've got the job, keeping the job aspect separate, separate. from yeah. the ministry. Part. And, and this is how I've thought of my job in ministry before. And probably still do to a large extent, even though right now I'm kind of a freelance person. But you're you've got your job part where you're doing the business, where you've got to like get money and you have like negotiations mm-hmm. and things, and that is all very contractual and uh, economic, and um, it's a transaction. Right. And that part is separate from uh, the ministry part. Right. Um. I think that Paul did a better job of incorporating all those things together, even when he was doing two jobs and one of them was not specifically a ministry job. Right. You guys know what I'm talking about? His tent building thing? Yeah. (laughs) So Paul made tents and there's a lot of evidence. If you look at um, the story of Paul and who he associated with, like in acts um, that he was doing ministry and his partners in tent making in the industry right. were also a part of his, um, of his church network too. Yeah. Uh, he had like, he had like deacons and, and people that were out there, um, sharing the gospel that were his associates and they could have not necessarily been people who worked for him. He, you think about what it takes to make a tent. You've got to trade materials. You got to trade like right. wood and fabric and all these things. So you've got all these contact points and so, yeah, yeah, exactly. So connections. I, yeah. So I like to look at Acts 2024. 20, this is like a verse that I look at a lot. Right. But my it basically says, and it's Paul saying this, but my life means nothing except for the sake of the gospel. Right. So he's viewing everything that he's doing, even if it's the thing that he subsists off of 
trading and selling tents. Um, he still sees that as a point to get the gospel out. Right. And the, when you're part of the economy, like part of the marketplace, it means you're in public and you're, you've got points of contact with all these different people. You got people buying from you, selling you stuff. Um, you got traders that go, um, out to distant lands. You've got, that's a sphere of influence. And so how can Christ use that when you've got that going? Yeah, I think there's I think there's something to be said for more integration. I don't know what that looks like for a full time staff person at a church, um, but I definitely think for most Christians there should be more integration. Sure. Instead of like keeping like your job and your mission separate. Right. Yeah. Well, like um. So so okay. So we talked about measuring success in a church last time and and about that, but um. So if I'm looking for a a job and I want to get paid well, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely not going for the church that only has the 50 members who won't give me a salary. Right. I'm looking for like the thousand person church that will give me the most salary. Sure. Yeah. But in doing that, do we not subtract from our paths God may have for us by like skipping over those smaller churches? So, oh, so how are those ministries to thrive and grow in, in the way God wants them to when the paid, when the people that expect the paid positions yeah, jump yeah, right over them? Yeah. I think the big part of that is, is it's, it's up to the individuals who are seeking out those roles and the individuals who are seeking people to fill those roles within right. their own community to be highly in tune with the spirit. I think that's what really sets ministry apart from the marketplace. Is, right. Is, is that reliance on the spirit that, that sometimes yeah. those decisions don't always make sense on the surface. Um, but whether it would be to leave a low paying or high paying job to, to go for a low paying job or even to move on to a higher paying job. And you might have to question and say, is this really where God's leading me or am I doing it for the money and spend some great time in prayer? Yeah. Now I, I, I don't want to speak for Zach and I don't want to, I, this is not a, paid position versus non-paid position bashing session or anything. But I do feel like some of the best worship experiences I've ever had have been volunteer worship. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because we did ZKB and we did like concerts for those kids uh, for, for years. We did not have to get paid to do any of that. And that was kind of nice, but also there was freedom in that. There was freedom in that. And, and it was good but also you have to realize that we were college students at the time. Yeah, no. So we had the ability to right. be freer. We did and, have more freedom. Yeah. Now, now in our 30s, we don't have the luxury of just like doing that whenever we feel like it. But yeah. but I will say that in the cradle of still having enough money to like get by and do these kinds of things, I felt like the real presence of God and this freedom of just letting go and being able to say, we are here for one reason and one reason only, and yeah. that is to serve the Lord and serve this community. Yeah. And so how do we get that in a paid yeah. position yeah, at yeah. church? That's the tough call. Because like, uh, like I said, um, even from the start, there is these temptations to think of things in an ungodly, like worldly way. And so even before you get that position at the church, you're, you're, you're of two minds. You're the mind that I want to serve the Lord, but you also want to get the support. And so when you search for these churches to work at, you're, you're, you're uh, serving both those masters. Let me tell you, that is a super weird thing because um, you kind of go in with, you kind of go in having to speak two languages, right? Um, I'm talking about if you're interviewing for a job or like seeking. Absolutely. First of all, you and I've got, yeah, you've got, you've got job postings from churches and they say like, we need a highly qualified individual who does this, this, and this has these qualifications. Oh, um, also we need a solid Christian who, yeah, it's almost an afterthought, isn't it? Well, it can be, I've seen it. I've seen Uh, it the other way around. Again, we do not have, this is not a all encapsulating, but yes, you're right. Yeah. But temptations are most, but most job postings have both. Um, whether right. one is emphasized or not, I don't know, but I've never seen a job that just said like, all we need is a committed Christian and that's all we need. Yeah. No qualifications necessary yeah. other than that. So let's, I mean, let's talk yeah. about that too, because part of the pleasing of the staff is the, is the performance aspect. Right. And sure. are you, are, is your performance worthy of the pay you're getting? Yeah. Like, that's like a big thing. Like, oh, well, you know, if you're not going to, if you're, if you're not performing up to snuff there, we, there's five guys yeah. outside the door right now that will. 
And also, let's not forget that, like, we are highly consumeristic. And so we make consumerist church all the time. And so it makes sense that that mentality of, like, the transactional kind of thing between, like, a pastor and staff or whatever would bleed over um, because they're trying to make a package deal when they're when you're trying to put together a worship experience. Right. Right. And and so... That's, we need something good for our consumers coming in here. Which, which, which makes it yeah. sound like that it requires someone with enough assertiveness to push back against that mentality. Right. While at the same time maintaining the position they hold. Because and, the, and, and not be yeah. fired for being for pushing yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because those temptations, I mean, really, what it really comes down to is priorities, motivation, and temptation. Because what you get is if you have the priority set where you're saying, I want to serve the Lord first and God, I trust you to provide for me in ministry. If I humbly and obediently serve you. So that's the first thing. Priorities. Second thing would be the um, temptation, which is clearly there uh, to consider it a job and not a ministry. And then of course, like once you, once you kind of push those things aside, you can come humbly and say like, most uh, and and I'm not trying to sound like I, I'm awesome or anything, but most of the time when I go into interview for a ministry job, this is what I say: I say, I'm here, I'm here to serve God and serve your community. Yeah. That's what I'm here to do. I remember, and again, I don't want to mention who or where or what, but I remember uh, having little to no negotiation over money with one particular pay position that I had. I literally said, "Yeah, that's fine," <laughs> which might have been dumb to some, but. So, uh, so you just took whatever whatever was being offered to you, more or less. I did. <laughs> Maybe you know that's that's. I hear um, you. I, hear you. I, I hate to say it, it but comes I from th- a really good place, and yeah, so I remember many thinking people, like God will provide if I. So many it. people go into ministry and do that exact same thing because sure. they're like, I'm not here for money, right? You know, and and so yeah, that I trust you to prov- I trust you to give me what God would give me. Yeah, that's I what it, what I have there, I have negotiated a salary for. A church job. I'm not knocking anybody for negotiating salary. That's but smart, it's, but it's sure. it is. But let me tell you, it is weird. It feels weird <laughs> when you're in ministry negotiating salary. It feels like you're it doing feels something a little weird. weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, okay, <laughs> I have this like one really tough question. It's like a philosophical question. It's another discussion Great. type one. <laughs> Just kidding. Can a paid employee be a servant? Yeah, I think so. Um, that was a long it, direct pause. <laughs> well, I, I, and, and for me, I'm just wondering how how can it how would a paid employee not be a servant? In so, case? so let me. The, I think it, I I'm going to preface this by saying yes, they can be. But the difference between a servant mm-hmm. and an employee is of really long distance. Oh, you're you're making a distinction between the two terms there. That, that, yes, I, 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 I missed that. Okay. Can a paid employee be a servant? Interesting. Yeah. So here's the thing. Now, yes, you should be paid for ministry. I do. I I am not saying you shouldn't be, but I am saying that the mentality of a person who is thinking like an employee is much different than the mentality of a person who thinks of themselves as a servant. Yeah. And when you enter into ministry in any paid position as a servant first, I think the mentality is definitely in the right place. Sure. Okay. So let me ask you this. If you're if you're entering doesn't have to be a paid position, but if you're if you're going into a position in the church and you're going to um you know, have a commitment to this church, do you see yourself as serving that church? When you do what? I'm sorry. When any type of position at all, whether it's yeah. volunteer. So you're like, I'm serving this church is what you're saying to yourself. But you're also serving your family. But are you serving the Lord? Yeah. That's the thing. But can you serve all three of them at the same time? Mm. So, okay. That's where it gets difficult. That's where it gets really yeah. tough because. So I put this list together because I know we're getting close on time. And I said, this is my opinion of the steps I would take when I, when I okay. go down the checklist. I said, one, you should serve the Lord first. Second, you should serve the community. Okay. That sounds biblical. Yes, it is. <laughs> I looked this up. Third, you should serve the church management or the people that are above you uh-huh. and, and, and yeah. respect their authority yeah, over yeah. you. And fourth, you should serve yourself. Right. Yeah. So here's, here's the interesting thing. And, and it's like, 
I guess what we normally do is we compartmentalize kind of. So we serve ser- each of them exactly the same. It's like uh, it's like <laughs> I mean, it's like if I'm going into ministry, hopefully I'm serving God first. Right. But it's like where when you're serving your church, like if you're just serving your church, yeah. you, that probably doesn't necessarily mean you're getting paid by your church. Exactly. But getting paid for your time is a transactional thing. It is. That is yes. totally, you know, it's it's totally uh, um, justified, though, for you to expect. Right. Um, compensation for your time and effort. Exactly. That's what I'm, that's, that's why I brought this up. It wasn't to make the jab against pay positions. It's to say that if you really think about that, if you really think about it in your heart, there is a friction there between the two because it it becomes a complete separation where you almost have to be two different minds. You're, you're, you're basically playing the drums. Your feet are doing one thing. Your hands are doing a different thing. And if you can get into that rhythm, it's great. But there are times when, your hands and your feet just start hitting yeah. the same beat. One, two, yeah. three, four. Yeah. And so the tough part about that is that we, again, we come in with expectations and we come in with a billion temptations around us to focus on different things. And just like we talked about a few weeks ago with our idols uh, episode, we can make money an idol. We can make positions an idol. We can make uh, uh, self gratification an idol. We can make, Staff gratification and idol, community yeah. gratification and idol, pleasing people and idol. And all of these things are not God. These are things we're focusing on instead of God. And the problem is that there's a lot of opportunities to do those things in a paid position. It's not that the paid position itself is bad. It's just uh, systematically it's a tough situation to be in as a true Christian. And uh, a lot of times I would say to answer my own question from earlier, like, how do we do that? Like you should be allowed. <laughs> you should be allowed to do this. Okay. No, not allowed, <laughs> but maybe, maybe there should be a time where the paid staff gets like a, like a break or uh, maybe that, that paid staff gets, yeah. Yeah. Uh, gets uh, more. Hopefully if you are in a good situation with said church, you know, you have something of that sort. Yeah. And it's, and it's just uh, I vacation. Think, I think they call it. I don't know. <laughs> I think uh, this may be one of those other things that's not really in the Bible, but it's like a thing, but like trust the Lord, your God enough that you don't have to like worry about yeah. the things in your life. You, yeah. So it's like, it's healthy to do something about it, but it's unhealthy to like, just worry about it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Who worries about the bird? Like nobody worries about the birds uh, sowing seeds and stuff, but dig dig into the sermon on the mountain. The two are right there. There you go. So, so um, yeah, basically that's, that's all I had for you guys. And then uh, this one scripture that I just think kind of tops everything off. So I will, cause Zach, you had really hammered home this idea of uh, compartmentalizing. And I think, I think uh, in some ways it's it's a good idea, and then in some ways it's kind of a weird idea too. But, it can lead to some weird stuff for sure. But Matthew twenty four, verse six, uh, says pretty much everything you need. Yes, Matthew six twenty four, not Matthew yeah. twenty four six. Here we go. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Right. So here's the funny thing. You can definitely despise your position at church and want to step down, but I'm not sure you can despise money. I don't know if people, uh, human beings have the capacity to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Who hates money? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Right. But I will say that when you have two masters and one of them is your paid position and the other one is God, you end up in a really bad place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So your master first has to be God and you're, you're providing for your family needs to come yeah. at the back. Well, and I think that prayer is a big oh, of course. component of this because it's my favorite answer to any hopefully question. if you're seeking a position in ministry, what you want is a place that's going to work as your church, but also work as a job and give you what you need uh, without you feeling prideful about it. And I think that it's really hard to find that, and it really just takes a lot of prayer. It absolutely takes a lot of prayer. I mean, prayer and trust, right? I mean, like, uh, just 
communicating with God, uh, praying yeah. daily and making sure that you are on the right path. Now, what I have seen happen is like I'll step into I've stepped into a position that didn't pay very much, but I've found that God has provided for us. You yes, know? yes, yes. Maybe exactly. maybe the maybe the church job literally like paying for per hour doesn't pay very good, but maybe it's a community that takes care of your needs in other ways. I'm currently yeah. doing two. I'm currently doing two little like mini ministry job things. Yeah. And it's just people that are nice enough to give me less, like a little bit of money. I'm doing like music lessons and I'm doing yeah. some music therapy and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, sure. But in my, in my personal opinion, I think I'm closer to God in both of those things than I have been in a lot of the times yeah. I've done like worship up, up on stage. And it's not to say that I didn't enjoy doing worship up on stage, but I feel like yeah. God is saying, this is my needle point. Yeah of like a, a important mission that I have for you. And you don't need to feel like this pull towards feeling like it's more important because of money yeah, and all this. Right. And it's just, it feels, it, it feels like there are times when God is like, listen, I need you to go do this thing and I need you to not get paid for it. And I need you to understand that it's <laughs> super important. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'll never forget um, when my dad was sick with cancer Um I, they, my parents had moved to Florida the year before that and right. he gets sick and I just, I felt like I needed to be there. I considered quitting my brand new church job that I had just right. gotten, which didn't pay very well so that I could, uh, either move down to Florida or make enough money that I could like travel down there every weekend or whatever. Um, I ended up planning these frequent trips down to Florida and I just needed, I, I needed gas money for it uh, yeah. big time, but the church provided that for me to where like I almost never used my own like earned money yeah. for gas. Like I just always had like a, like a, a stash for it that was ready anytime I needed to go down and like help my mom out when like a surgery was happening or whatever. Right. Um, and that Your community took care of you. the community took care of me and it was, it was a God thing. It was an answer to a prayer. Um, so yeah. Absolutely. And when I told, somebody about this um one of my parents friends i was telling them about how blessed i felt um he said to me god's got a different economy dude that's yeah. solid yeah <laughs> yeah i mean and, and and this is still on topic but just like a little off uh the main subject and that is that you uh you you thought you know maybe seminary might not have happened but god has provided the god has provided a way yeah and yeah, I mean, and more than I imagined, like it ever being. I thought that like being able to pay for seminary would be like hugely, hugely difficult, even yeah. impossible. But God pretty much took care of it. Absolutely. So yeah, it's awesome. And so and so again, uh, just to wrap up, uh, and and I'm not trying to preach, but I will say that I think that just like with a lot of our messages we talk about and a lot of our subject matters, um, it's it really does come down to where your heart is when you step into a position. I mean. It's, it's more or less, can you keep your eye on the prize <laughs> and remember why you're doing what you're doing after two years go by and things are stressful and you have these, uh, financial obligations and you have these expectations of performance in your church. Yeah. Can you remember what's truly important and why you're there doing what you need to do? Yep. There you go. The thing of highest value, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, buddy. All right, guys. Thank you again for listening. We uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks again. Um, there's something that probably will be on Patreon by the time, certainly by the time this episode airs. Yeah, we got uh, volume two. Volume two of Boom. the Houseplants album. And Zach awesome. and me are both going to be working on putting some fun outtakes and like practice song sessions and goofy stuff on there. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more coming to Patreon. So we have this check fun, it out. We have this fun idea of doing like a like a live stream maybe of me and Zach playing like Civ six or we something. We have been talking about this for a we while. We might try and wrangle Bob into this too. We'll see. Bob <laughs> has Civ six and we'll do. Uh, and so my plan would be that all three of us are on the same team and we try and spread the gospel, try and get a religious <laughs> victory. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a good plan. So that would be really fun. And then we can yeah. like commentate and stuff. So we're going to do a lot of goofy stuff like that on Patreon. Maybe even a bonus episode one day. Like, yeah. Maybe we'll crazy. do uh, what I would call yeah. like little 15 minute, like bonus, like, stuff about like 
or I mean, we talk enough anyway, so yeah. I'm sure there's at least 15 hours of content out there. But just there we go around. But yeah, check it out. Um, if you want to just check out Patreon, you can always pay five dollars and just cancel it later. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, you can do, or like, you can do that and then forget fees. about it. Yeah. <laughs> See, currently we just got done talking about a paid position, but I'll tell you guys right now, we're motivated to do this ministry, but uh, every little bit helps support us. And so uh, we really appreciate it. We want to serve God, but we also hope that we are serving you guys and by promise, giving you good content. We promise so. you that we will continue to, to work really hard to focus on what's important. That is serving God and serving the community. Amen. Sounds good, man. All right, guys. Thank you. God bless. We'll talk to you next time. Peace.